This is where the magic happens. I'm Angela Lovell. I'm a psychic, an empath, a um, whole bunch of fun stuff. And I'm taking the word manifestation back from the marketing people. It's ours again, which is congratulations. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize yeah. this. Uh, my name is Ryan. I am a stand-up comedian, a paranormal enthusiast, and someone who's going to live surrounded by concrete in the city and lots of people for the rest of his life. <laughs> The dream of a mountain house has burned to the ground uh, in my know. mind. I'm just never going to be in the mountains <laughs> in the woods again. I'm very terrified of the um, darkness. You know what? I've slept with my lights on for the last five nights. Yeah, lots to lots to talk about. We haven't seen each other. We haven't actually it's seen each other. It's been two months, I yeah. guess. I, I mean, we did record via Skype uh, a couple of the last two. Yeah. Um, because uh, my trip and my trip was longer than I thought or something. Your trip was, yeah, you added like... All the documentary the, that the I was a part of, um, that I was a participant in, it was not my documentary, got moved, but it didn't get moved until after you'd gone to Europe or something. Oh, so that, that like, such... that's what yeah. jumbled our plans. Yeah. Up. Well, great news, you guys. We're talking about everybody's favorite subject today. We're talking about soulmates because as Ryan knows, because I texted him at 1 a.m. with this fucking phenomenal news, the last soulmate I dated was dating a very good friend of mine at the same time. And I don't mean like just dating. I mean like juicy, wet hands and genitals dating. Like, and really? also an old friend of mine. Yeah. Well, who's a current friend of mine. Wait, my friend Kim is your friend? No. Oh, the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or He's the other still- gal. No, no, no. The other gal. The other gal. The other gal oh, that was oh, also right. involved. He was dating three of us. And I know her. And I've yeah. known her for, for many, and, many years. And the craziest thing about this human is he seems so unassuming and like nebbish and not a player. Like you would never think this guy had three balls in the air, three gorgeous, juicy balls in the air. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just, not that he's not like to, not to discount him, um, but he just seems so unassuming. Like you would never and can I speak as like a um, man? Can I speak as like just a total dude, right? Yes, now? please. I mean, like on paper, mm-hmm. like having three juicy, gorgeous balls in the air. Thanks. Yeah, sounds like as a man, like who's just like if you take away all emotion and just only physical, yeah, man thoughts. It's like yeah, but uh-huh. then like, but then also to juggle it's, those balls. It's, it's exhaust. It seems oh, it seems exhausting. Yeah, yeah, it. I don't know how anyone would even want to really do that. No, that's what I thought. I was like, because he's not crazy. I mean, he's he's got damage like all of us, but he's not working through his damage and studies, just dating as many women as possible at once. And he's got like that little bit of fame. So he has reached out to uh, my friend Kim and me. He reached out to us and did like the cute little note like, oh, I just noticed on social, blah, blah, blah. But he goes through and he looks at like all the pretty women who like his stuff. And that's how he picks us. And I know because I might have stalked all his likes on Twitter briefly when I was still emotionally invested in this nightmare, which I also don't advise. But if you've got a lot of Scorpio in your chart, you know what I'm talking about. We get real in. We like to see all. It's fucked up. Um, but yeah, I saw him follow back people who were not funny but cute. And it's like they would like something, but they'd be like in the thousands of likes. But he goes through and he looks for the pretty women. And this is a this is a hole in him that he will fill with people. And when I first because Kim and I got together just to catch up. Like we hadn't seen each other in two years and we realized we were living in the same neighborhood. Very early, like almost instantly we realized we'd been dating the same guy so that that and i and so here's what a small world by the way isn't it crazy yeah and like he didn't even he met her 
uh, like we all have mutual friends, but like he technically met both of us because we were uh, liking his stuff online. That's how, and, and everybody has seen his stuff online. He's got that Christmas tweet that makes its rounds. It's really big. The, I won't tell what it is, but yeah, I have no idea what he, that he's, is. But, uh, I mean, like, he's doing very well for himself, not romantically, not at all. Um, but I want to talk about this because I've, I've been really hypersensitive to the soulmates when I meet them. Like you, Brandy, Renee is one of my people. And I feel like Renee's one of your people. And I was just saying to her yesterday, like the three of us feel like we're from the same kind of place. Even Brandy a long time ago, trying to put me in touch with you, like Brandy knew and Brandy's really good at connecting the people who belong together anyway. And I've got a thing about Renee as well. That just happened a few days. I ago. know she told me. Oh, she told yeah. you about that. Yeah. About her yeah. dream. Yep, I know. And, She's and I don't so know psychic. if we're going to get into that on this episode, but like, other than to say that, uh, maybe we'll tease it that like I had probably the most terrifying experience of my life. Yeah. And then Renee had texted me like the next morning something so crazy that I was like, I was showing people that I was hanging out with. I was like, look at my, yeah. my psychic witch friend just texted me. Can you believe this? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> she's so, she's so sensitive and psychic. She and I are going to read each other this week. We're having Renee and I. Okay, so. I, this is one of the things I want to talk about today. Like the way soulmates aren't always the person you're having sex with or a person from your family. I mean, they are, they usually, they often are, but sometimes the biggest soulmate relationships we have, like I did some work with Sarah while you were away and discovered, um, and I, I asked her, I was just like, can you see what Brandy and I are? Because I know Brandy is like, Brandy is the one person it's not it we've never even had a fight we're not volatile we're just like passionate love like just I shouldn't say passionate because it's actually a very nice I mean I feel passionate Brandy's pretty cool but like I feel passionate about Brandy but it's just like this steady love that feels eternal and Sarah said um she could well she also helped me look at my contract for this lifetime which has been very illuminating of other like dark places in my life. But um, Brandy and I go through and I knew I know I knew like the moment I met Brandy. She's one of my soulmates. And we go through she and I actually have a contract together where we go through every lifetime together. So I'm still trying to figure out who Brandy was with me in my last lifetime because she was not who I was married to. But she I think she's the the poet I was obsessed with, honestly, which is so Pisces. Um, in my last life obsessed with. Um, so, so Brandy and I, we come through together every life and we're like, and I'm really grateful for that because even before I knew Brandy, like I've had these intense relationships with women that are not sexual. I mean, sometimes, sometimes the woman wants it to be, so I, I would say most of the time the woman wants it to be sexual. And I don't know if they're actually, well, I do know one is definitely a, a lesbian, but she's living as a Jesus freak who can't accept that Jesus and homosexuality can come together in this world. Um, but um, I think sometimes people get confused by a powerful soulmate bond because it does um, shine brighter than like a partnership that was with someone who like, yes, you were hot for, but wasn't necessarily a soulmate. So I think we do get sexually confused sometimes by our soulmates, especially when we're younger. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I've, I'm struggling 
in my life with all kinds of different things. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun Uranus opposition this is going to be. I'm oh, and it's longer my, than uh, I thought it was. God, I'm getting my fucking ass kicked. Yeah, you And are. I'll tell you, there's like, and I'm like an emotional bubble walking around. Um, I don't know the answers, and I do know that there are certain people in my life in my past that have like, I've been so inextricably intertwined with yeah and it's just like such a fucking mess trying to untangle oh yeah and the untangling is like very difficult and it's painful and it's especially when the other person comes to a realization of like see i'm the guy who's like i'm the per- i don't know what my contract is in this life but i have i have a couple ideas for yeah sure. yeah oh and, I, uh, you're probably right like mine is exactly what i thought it was and uh, like i've got a pretty good idea of like one of the big lessons i'm supposed to be learning in this life and you know it goes back to a lot of the meditation things like when i first like really started seeing like those visualizations and like my empty tower of my life yeah. and things like that and it's about just not having, just not allowing people in, right? So there's like so much when it comes to like, I can, I can think of multiple people in my life that when it comes down to it, I'm just like, God, why the fuck? Why are they yeah. here? And then yeah. it's like, but then like it, exact simultaneous moment, it's, I wouldn't have wanted to live if they weren't here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, so that's it's kind like of that a soulmate. Mo- yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's, um, you know, it's it's fire and ice. Yes. You know? I'm not so. doing the change. We're just going to stop. <laughs> but it is so difficult. And then, I'm, but I'm the guy who, when the other person is like very brave, yeah. In the conversation, in the relationship, or in whatever it is, romantic or otherwise, that I'm just like, oh, you're so right. Thank you for saying that. You know what I mean? Wow. But like, but it, the other person usually is the one who's like very brave. Like when it comes to breakups, it's rare that I'm the person who ever breaks up. Ooh, cancer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So usually the other person breaks up and I go, and then I have a thing of like, of course you're correct. I've been thinking this for a while. I just oh. wasn't brave enough to say it to you or something like that, you know, like at the risk of, cause you don't want to hurt other people. Yeah. And kind of but at the same time, you don't realize how much you're hurting yourself by doing that. And that's an empath thing too, where, and man, there are a lot of empaths. Um, God, I was hanging out with an empath in the woods for five days. Oh my God. He's it's, amazing. Yeah. I'll tell you about him later. When I, yeah. when I hung out with my cousin, Katie, who's such, she's so sensitive. She's, she's found a lot of different ways now that she takes care of herself. But um, to see her struggle as like a younger empath was hard because she does take on so much shit. And man, to see her lash out was kind of a thing of beauty, which I haven't seen in a long time. That was like younger. But um, yeah, the to be an empath and in a relationship that doesn't serve you, it's like I think that we get I think we get tangled harder than other people where it's it's, it's even harder for us to untangle. But then I've been. And I think that this is, so I've been calling myself double fire. I'm triple fire. My rising is Sag too, but I always discount risings and most people don't. I'm just, I just treat them as the thing that. I got to write this shit down because you've told me multiple times what I am. I think your rising is Taurus, but your, My rising your is moon Taurus. is, yeah, I'm pretty sure your rising is Taurus. Your moon is Sag. 
Okay. So, and my, my sun is Cancer, my moon is Sag, yeah. and my rising is Taurus. That's yeah. correct. And That's, your, yeah. I looked at your chart just recently because I was really, I really missed you and I really missed Renee. And God damn it, Brandy's been gone for two weeks. And I, I like, I just have like all this love to give. And I'm just seeing all these people who I love, but I'm just like, it's hard to not be with, you know, your soulmates. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I was, I actually listened to the podcast that you did for Renee's, uh, for Witch Doctorate. And, um, because I it, I have all hers and and like there are a lot so I there are a few I haven't listened to and I was like oh there's one with Ryan so I just listened to that when I was missing both of you and then I was looking at your chart and you're most attracted to Scorpios like your your little placement for um I can't remember what it's called it's the and thing Scorpios that Scorpios are Scorpios Renee's a Scorpio Scorpios are um uh just, I just october never, okay yeah second half of october first half november yeah yeah scorpios are and i have so much scorpio in my chart that i'm often like the friend to because scorpios don't take on a lot of people scorpios are really tough to to find people to love i think it's i think it's i think the hardest signs to be are virgos and scorpios really i do well cancer is tough too but you guys still give all the love to people like you probably give it to everybody you know um, but, okay, so I wanted to tell you though, I texted you about this when I was in England, how I met that guy who had your planets. He, he's cancer with a Sag moon and it was crazy. I, I have just got, I just been awake for two days. Um, I ate dinner with my family at my aunt's amazing haunted fay filled in and which we have got to go to Ryan. Also, um, God, this is so exciting. Okay. Uh, I hung out, watched Bryce Hellas. Dallas Howard, Bryce Dallas Howard, that's her name. Ron Howard's daughter. She's in the Jurassic Park movies. She was just the mom in Rocket Man. She's gorgeous, the redhead with the perfect nose. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not know who you're talking about, but I believe you. So New Zealand oh, made wait, her. The woman, I, I, I pro, I've seen Jurassic Park, but I don't. She's in like yeah. the best Black Mirror episode about the social media. She's so lovely and special. And I saw, so she was telling us she's the ambassador of New Zealand. We went to this weird wine tasting that was like a super. Wait, she's the thing. U.S. ambassador to of New Zealand. tourism of tourism. Sorry, I left out oh, a major okay. important word. Um, yeah, to New Zealand. And so she was telling us about these Mari healers. Um, I just talked about this on somebody else's podcast on um, Spellcast. Uh, I just did an interview with them uh, the other day so the story will be on there but the one thing I was going to say um, I am going to write to the the board of New Zealand tourism and be like hey because New Zealand will like give you stuff to come over they'll give us free hotels we got to go to these Mari healers the stuff she was telling us was amazing she said um, she was talking about how like she couldn't have before she had her second child she was like full of cysts and could not give birth they told her she, she couldn't get pregnant again and she went to this Mari healer named Papa Joe who like had trained all the Mari healers in the world and he healed her and she was pregnant within six months but while she was speaking because I, I was just like so Mandy Moore was sitting behind me I was just like so delighted to be I love Bryce Dallas Howard and I love Ron Howard I mean I, I I'm not starstruck I would say, but like, you know, when you just kind of connect with somebody from afar and you just know you're going to be dazzled by them. She had this aura, this really big aura. And, um, and I wasn't even that far from her, which is usually harder for me to see auras that close. And, um, I noticed this crazy thing when she was talking about New Zealand, cause she'd been going there her whole life and it, it's like this magical land and blah, blah. As she started talking about it, I saw a cord come from like heaven or above like this silver cord connect to her head 
and not through her eyes, but through her third eye, it was shooting this light out at all of us. And I've never seen that on a human before. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I want to start saying, does anybody else see this? <laughs> like, of course, you don't want to be the weirdo who sees light shooting through the celebrity <laughs> in the room. So <laughs> but it was so cool. And now I don't know how I got off on this tangent, but we're going to go to New Zealand. I'm manifesting this. We're going to go to these I'd love healers. to go to New Zealand. I've never been down it's there. It's amazing. So well, okay. So I'm in, I'm in the UK. Um, I just had dinner with my family and I'm ready to go to bed. It's it's like almost 9 p.m. It's, eight, eight, it's like 8.20 and I'm like, I am going to be in bed by 9 o'clock because I haven't slept for two days. And um, my aunt Becky, who uh, she's Leo, she's such a Leo. She pulls me to the side and she says, hey, come into the pub for a minute. I want you to meet this guy. And I said, oh, fuck, no, I'm going to bed. And she said, um, she's like, no, come on. He never comes out. And I told him you'd be here. And he's been really excited to meet you. And I'm like, oh, God, this guy is going to be such a dud. And I said, is he cute? And she said, which I mean, I'm, I know he's not my guy. My guy's not in England. But um, she goes, uh, normally cute is not my first thing. But like that could get me but going. But hey, he could be a guy to pass the time. Yeah, I haven't had sex in <laughs> like all year. So let's get let's start with yeah. cute. And um, she said, uh, he's really nice. And now that's code for he's fucking weird looking. You know what I mean? Let's really nice is what you tell me. And I said, I really don't want to. And she and I but I didn't want to let her down. She really wanted this. So I went upstairs and um, brushed my hair and like, I don't know, I probably probably brushed my teeth. I felt so gross. Two days I'm awake in the same clothes. You know what I mean? You don't want to meet a guy. I go down to the pub. She didn't tell me who it was. The moment I saw this guy, I was like, that's my soulmate. But not just, I have like 20,000 or yeah, I don't know how many. I, I'm very lucky because I've been able to call so many of my in. But I see him. Oh, he's not nice. He's fucking hot. And he he's not nice, actually. He's not a nice person. But <laughs> she was very wrong. Um, but he had like like that crazy, that like crazy V shape. Like the shoulders were beautiful. And like he had that little waist and like an amazing ass and a very nice British accent, which uh, we are huge fans of over here. And um, he was just funny and had good taste and dressed really well and had like this vintage Vespa or something. I, I don't know. I was hot for the whole package. But um, we talked that night and I was like, oh, I'm going to have sex with this guy. Like, and I always know that right away. Like even the guy who just fucked all of those women and me at the same time the moment I met him I knew he was a soulmate and I knew I was gonna have sex with him well I was really over the moon about this guy but then I started to discover I just remembered something what about the trash can oh tell me we can talk later about it. But oh, you won't forget, me. right? No, I'm going to write it down. Okay, Sorry, good. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to no, you. no. I want to hear. I, I, you know, this is like also part of a healing process because you, you don't really get over the last person until you're with the next person. I mean, I'm honestly. Is like, that true? I feel that way. It's you got to fuck the pain away, and I intended to do that, but now this is part of my contract. Oh, should I segue? Should I talk about the contract or no, should I talk about next? We'll okay. finish this story. So, so this soulmate. And he felt it too, but he's a he's he's a little baby. He's um, what is he? He's a he's a low number, and threes the are the, said, the look on your face. So I was like, but he's he's a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little baby. And you know, 
He's a little not, baby with a perfect ass. Oh and great my god, shoulders. he's like a mega like hot baby. little baby. But his soul has a pacifier <laughs> in it, and <laughs> and Ryan, seriously, like. I think very highly of you. A cancer with a Sag moon. That's like a good, that's a good mix for a man. Well, um, well, what's his problem then? Well, his problem is, and I'll tell you because I might've, I can't remember if I slapped him across the face, but oh my god, I definitely, so this is definitely a, uh, Oh, it was, this is a fiery interaction. This is a triple fire. We're done with double. This is a triple fire. When, when she knows that you need to be fucking her and you're just, pissing around instead literally pissing around drinking too much pissing around falling down the stairs making a fool of yourself he couldn't handle the heat and he drank himself into oblivion he couldn't handle the heat so he drank the kitchen (laughs) yes okay and speaking of kitchen so it's my cousin katie empath brilliant love of my life um definitely one of my soulmates obviously she loved him she was like and she said just the most beautiful things like um, she said he gets so so much cuter when he's talking to you. Like he light he would light up, but then he would get so drunk, like he could not just. So he's got he's got a chemical problem. He a chemical has a big chemical problem. Which so, can, which you know, and people say this all the time, like, oh, you're a totally different person when you drink. Yeah, yeah. And so it's. Or, you know, when people have the problem. And oh, yeah. So it's, that's and, unfortunate. And we all have our own, like, path with alcohol. Like, I'm still finding mine. And it's funny because Sarah reached out. Uh, like, this, and this is interesting, too, but I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, so I, the one night, he's so drunk, he's babbling. He falls down the stairs outside. And I grab him by the jacket. And I pull him into the kitchen and it's after hours and the kitchen's all dark. Oh my God. And this is the mega haunted kitchen. I already told you about this right with the children. So, um, I pull him in there and I shake him by his jacket, by the lapels. And I say, I really like you and you are fucking this up. And he said, and I just want to tell everybody do this fucking live, be this person, be this person. Don't be the person who kisses him. Don't be that person because you have got to make people work for it. And the, the long story or the short version is I didn't fuck him. I didn't even kiss him. He said to me, he's like, so I tell him, I'm like, you're fucking this up. And I shake him and he goes, he goes, you're very pretty. And I shook him again. And I said, pretty. And he goes, Oh God, that was a Miss Piggy impression. And he goes, he goes, you're gorgeous. And then, um, he, I said, I, I said something like, you got to get your shit together and date me. And he goes, uh, well, I've been burnt too many times. And I shook him again. I said, who hasn't? And then he said, can I kiss you? And or, no, first we had this moment. This was so erotic too. And I have to say like, these are the moments I went through years of having five guys at once. I think I might've mentioned this at one point when I lived in New York and this was part of my contract. This was a, Sarah actually saw this. I never told her about this. I kept five guys at once. Didn't necessarily have sex with all of them, but I had five in the stable at all times when I would drop Again, one. Again, exhausting. Exhausting! But also, it served its purpose for what I needed at the time. And um, I don't, I can't do that anymore. Like, I need to connect on a love level now because I've I've done that and I've learned the difference. And, and this is now what empowers me is like the love connection. So we have this moment where like we lean, lean into each other and we're just touching foreheads and we're like breathing each other in. And... Um, and he said, all my family calls me Angie, but he just whispered my name, but he said, Angela, and it was so hot. And we're just standing there 
And he goes, can I kiss you? And I said, no. And I pulled away and he goes, why not? And I said, you haven't earned it yet. And he hadn't. He couldn't even stay sober. Then he's asking me what room I'm in. Then my aunt comes in. And now this little love fest is over. The next day, he comes back to the pub. He's totally sober. And he's telling me how sober he is. He asks me when I'm going to Italy. Pulls me to the side. Like, finally... Um, does like the the strong uh, impressive thing and then he gets shit faced again not that day but he could not he just and I get it like little broken bird I get it but I knew and I know he's one of my people we're absolutely each other's people we can't this is not our lifetime together um, and I was really annoyed because I was like god damn it universe I need sexual healing and that was the perfect guy but what the universe did was, nope, nope, you need to give him a message about himself. And I know that that is all resonating with him in a big way. Oh, you should have seen him after I hosted the pub <laughs> quiz. Oh, he liked watching me yell at people. He tried to kiss me. He tried to kiss me. Like, and granted, I drank for free the whole time. That motherfucker probably bought me 20 drinks, which like, I'm, you got. The sass meter is off the chart right now, by the way. Like, there's like, we are in a whirlwind of sass. You I have it took a lot of work to get here but the more that I value myself the more the people coming in are going to value me and there's sometimes you know and I I mean I'm really letting my Leo moon moon shine these days but there are times where I I realize it's it's maybe bordering on obnoxious I just saw an orb behind you oh really yeah I just saw a little orb going back there you know Um, I'm not really excited about anything being around me right now oh yeah (laughs) well the orb are good the orbs are orbs good. are good orbs yeah. are good the orbs um, are all of our little people are probably probably i can't even talk today probably rejoicing because we're we haven't seen each other in two months yeah yeah no that's pretty cool no i'm, I'm cool with orbs good good behind yeah me. i'm just yeah. not cool with anything else nope, behind nope, me nope nope not for a while um, but okay so i've been this guy i've mm-hmm. been the person i should say because i think people have been you know it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a gal but like the, the i've been the person who um, brings a, uh, I don't know, maybe because of a, a blessed and fortunate life, having a sense of entitlement when it comes to certain relationships. Yeah. Where I've been, I when I was younger, maybe, uh, when I was in college, my freshman year, it was the most, I was at my peak of like innocent player, just because I was still a virgin. And like, so women, oh. women knew I was a virgin. I was a virgin until my sophomore year. That guy. And, um, That's so the guy like, I was dry I was, humping in college. I had so many... <laughs> I had so many women uh, interested in me that I was talking with dating kind of at that time. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it was four or five or whatever. I was a hot piece of property because I hadn't been ruined yet or whatever. Ooh, women love that. Yeah, yeah. And so that was probably my heyday. You know what I mean? Oh, Um, yeah. But then when I got a little bit older, um, you know, and got past that whole like the sexual virginity thing and all that stuff <laughs> then i just kind of i was like i'm making up for lost time motherfucker yep and that's not the way to do it no like out of i was the last one of all of my friends to have sex and i was the first one to get an std oh you know what i mean Ryan. Like, i mean i i mean these were things that were like easily remedied but like mm-hmm. i was just i was burning the forest down damn I mean, but that's not true it's not like i had sex with a thousand you're like women the mormon who starts drinking in there the mormon i this ex-mormon i married who yeah. starts drinking like when he's pushing 40 <laughs> and then it's like he's like yeah, i'm an alcoholic sure. and it's like no you're just doing it finally for the but there's probably there's probably instances i mean i was the guy who was so girl crazy and was was like trying to you know meet as many women as i could but was still very awkward sexually yeah just because it because i was i came to it so late Ooh. So, 
Like the first, I remember the first time I had sex with, let's just say the first handful of women I ever had sex with. <laughs> the, the first, first time, six dozen. The first, <laughs> the first 100 women I had sex with was very awkward. But the next 300, no, the, that's not anywhere. That, that's not the case. It's, um, yeah. These numbers are obviously gross exaggerations. Yes. But um, Disgusting always the first time having sex was always so awkward for me. Um, and then there's there was only a few women in my in the entirety of my life, and I'm four, I'll be 43 next month. But there's probably only been, you know, a few women where our first sexual encounter was carefree. Ooh. Or anxiety free in that kind of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to me, that's an indicative of something. Mm-hmm. Like in a connection I have between, uh, you know, myself and another person, whether it's soulmates or, or some kind oh, of yeah. deep connection yeah. where, where anxiety is all removed. Yep. This is just natural. This is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. We've done this a million times before. Yep. But that's very rare for me. Our really good friend of the show now, because she was a listener and I was reading her, but her name is Courtney, um, who I, I posted pictures of us at. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sad I couldn't be Universal. here. Universal. She's so great. For She's Virgo. Um, but she just asked me because I got to read her live for the first time when she was in town. And um, she asked me because I, I told her, I was like, I met a soulmate recently and um, he's the he got the message, which is, pro- I, I, I'm like, he got what he wanted. He probably didn't want that. That was a painful message, you know, like, um, and I learned some things about him from our mutual friends too. Like he, it's just harder when you haven't, when you're new here and you haven't, I've had so much pain and trauma not to brag but I've been around um but I've had so much to recover from that now like falling in love I'm like bring it I'll fall in love 12 times this year I don't give a fuck I mean honestly I'm so fearless when it comes to love which I think is also by design too not just my experience um but like I think the sometimes soulmates are just here to give us a message to give us a, a big life lesson and she was asking me about it and um what was the thing i told her fuck i just had this great I, this story i was like oh yeah I, as i told courtney um the the way that you recognize a soulmate is usually like that's what i was going to be asking you yeah next. yeah anyway it's it's like um oh i know what i was going to tell you it came back i read that somebody sent me this article in new york times i wish i still had it to share on the facebook group because it's so beautiful it's one of those marriage articles and um and usually like who cares you know what i mean like i'm i'm not i'm not into that i'm I, I don't care about other people's romance you know except maybe like robert smith or dolly parton i don't know why i'm mentioning them they 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 you know why because they married early on and then they wrote all these beautiful sad songs even though they were happily in love like their whole life which i'm so impressed by um but so this woman is a psychic and she's like this beautiful fucking queen um and she, uh, I mean, really like stunning. She was in Starbucks with her friend and you know, great place to not meet a soulmate. And this like stunning black man walks in, orders coffee. And his telling was she looked at him and smiled, which we don't really do. Like people don't really connect anymore like that, which I think is important. I think the looking at each other in public is important. And I am calling myself out on this too. I need to do more of it. I've been actually engaging a lot more. I can tell my aura is amazing right now because I'll be in a bad mood and everybody's just like smiling at me and I'm like, okay, yeah, me too, me too. But um, so she smiles at him and he was like, you know, he said, he said something about how he normally wouldn't have spoken to a woman 
you know, like that or whatever in a Starbucks, but she smiled at him. So he knew it was okay. And, or, you know, he was encouraged. So they struck up a conversation. They are obviously soulmates. I mean, she as a psychic probably felt it uh, very deeply in that moment. But I think that that's, I think that that's how, you know, like the person that you feel like you want to smile at when you first meet them, like the person who maybe even it's just they're terrifying and you don't know why it's terrifying because we register the the sensation of love and because that's what it is when you find a soulmate like it's it's love. It's a built in love that you came here already loving this person, even though you you don't consciously remember them. Your body brain doesn't remember, but like your soul remembers them. I think it's when we have a huge reaction like it's big and it's hot. And it like I personally, whenever I meet a soulmate, I get hot, like not sex, sexually hot, like my body heats up and I get like really excited. Um, and sometimes I've met, you know, like even it was funny too, even meeting Renee because um, I didn't have any expectations just like. I, I mean, you can't know when somebody tells you about the person. You're definitely not going to know then. You're not going to know until you're in the room with them. But when I met her and I went up to her apartment, like I knew lots of things about her instantly. I knew I knew she had a pet that had died in that place, a little pet, like low to the ground. That She had that little guinea pig who passed away. The pet was still in there, and I told her this later. Or was um, it the rat? Oh yeah, the rat. She's got guinea pigs now. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like a little like crawly thing, you know. And um, she was seeing orbs while we were sitting there talking behind me. And um, the other thing was, I knew she wasn't going to live there much longer, which she moved out recently. Um, but I, I had like all these really deep, passionate feelings about her life, and like I was immediately invested in her life in this way, which is how I feel every time I meet a soulmate. Like it's instant investment it's also just like it's somebody when when you meet them it's just like they fill of a hole that you didn't know you had and she's real that friendship has really been filling different things for me even this weird little relationship the guy the the trash can we were talking about earlier it was his idea are we talking about the the, the across the pond trash can Oh no no, not that trash can. Oh oh, oh, oh you know no. what? And neither He's not of really, them, okay, no, this is a yeah. Neither gotcha. of them I would call a trash can. They're babies. They're little babies inside of big man brains and bodies and they're just little baby souls who just got here. Like they don't know how to navigate love or or how to recover from hurt. They've both been really hurt by women. Um, and the one, the, the sweet little hot he's really fucking sexy, honestly. But the guy in, in the Brit, um, he walked in on two different girlfriends fucking his friends. Like that's gonna mess you up, and these were girlfriends, not at the same time. This was this was on his timeline. It happened two different times. He's, like he across the board, he's got uh, like I mean, so I mean, when it comes to romantic partner and friends, he's yeah, got, he's getting burned by like yeah, friends as well. yeah. That's got to be brutal. So, like, yeah, how do you have friends? And after then that? he's all messed up. Like he pursued one of his best friends' fiancés. Which I found out about from somebody else. And it's like, well, yeah, because that's a safe bet. She's not going to be with him. She's not going to hurt him. He's only going to pursue women he can't have from now on because he's so scared of being hurt. But like the two guys, the, the two, my two most recent soulmates who are very low numbers, and I don't mean like low life, they've been somewhere else. They're just getting here for the first time. Like you're a three, Renee's a three. And I have lots of 
like the low numbers for some reason are my favorites because you guys come here with your own ideas. You're not conditioned yet by this world. Um, and I've been here so long that I'm just like jaded and I've seen that's it all. interesting because I mean, I wonder if that speaks to like, like a sense of, I don't know if like if people typically with low numbers have a sense of like not fitting, not belonging here. I think absolutely. I think the low numbers have to kind of fake it and you see it, you'll see them like fake it or they're the freak. They're the standout in the room. They're usually the freak and they're, well, I say freak in a good way, you know, but they're like the super fun, interesting weirdo that you're drawn to. Um, <clears throat> but the other thing too is um, that guy, the, the, the first soulmate that I broke up with at the beginning of the year, it was his idea for us to do this podcast. And like, and, and because he is so big in the podcast world, we were both like, well, if he thinks so. And I mean, this has been like the best thing that's happened to me in a long time. This podcast is so fulfilling and rewarding and it's opened up all the things that I wanted to get better at and explore this more. This podcast has opened up like a multitude of things that, yeah, you know, yeah. that and are that, ongoing. And like he hurt me, especially like finding out that he was fucking other women hurt me. And he, he probably lied to me a little bit too, which is really tough to process. But um, I don't know. I still have love in my heart for him and I will always be grateful to him. And I think that that is some fucking enlightenment because that's not easy to feel but I do I would I would defend him I would um offer him and we still are friends I sent him a happy birthday message on his birthday uh last month and um I would I would only carry love for him like I'm a little mad and a little annoyed that this was something that he put us all through especially because like motherfucker you don't you I didn't consent to have sex with these other people you're fucking them when you're fucking me I'm having sex with them. And I, that is, this is seriously something I'm mad about. And anybody listening, it is not okay to do that. It is not okay to do that. If you've talked about it and the person has given you consent, it's one thing. But when you're, uh, the, the words he was saying were not the words that you say when you're seeing other people. And also, I will flat out say, I asked him, tell me about the last person you dated. He mentioned someone from a year and a half earlier so I'm like, wow, this guy's been alone forever. He even said to me, he's like, yeah, I was lonely. He said that. And he goes, and I thought, well, I'll just take a chance and message this woman. Well, guess what, dude? You're lonely in relationships. You're lonely, period. Like, fire your therapist. In fact, when I see him again, I'm going to give him some tough love. Because that apparently is like, I mean, I think that that's part of this life path for me is giving the soulmates tough love. I'm like the older sister here, you know? And I intend to tell him, fire your fucking therapist. And I had that feeling a long time ago about his therapist. I don't actually know what they and talk you, about. But you also wonder, is he being honest about everything that's going that's on That's what I thought with, with her. Therapist. Yeah, I really tried she, to get him to the, see Sarah. That therapist might not even no. know No, what. and for me, it's just like, I. this is where I am with it. This world is so wonderful. And Ryan, this world is almost over. We're not going to save it. The planet, is, the planet is ending, you know, and I'm going to come back a few more times. I feel like, less than six is all we have left. But um, we, the world is over. You got in, you got a body, you got to come here when so many, all my spirit guides are desperate for me to make a baby so they can come through, which I'm really not keen on. Um, I'm like, go get in another baby. But, um, but so I, I hate to see wasted life. I hate to see fear. Fear is the biggest waste. And now I don't need any of these people to be with me. It's not about that. But when I see people afraid and I just encouraged a client who is in the wrong partnership and feels a very strong pull to someone else. I told her, I was like, tell him, 
tell him, put it all on the table, be honest, don't get drunk to do it, do it on the high note. And if it doesn't work out, whatever. But this lifetime isn't for pussyfooting, you know? Yeah, and I think that when most people hear the word soulmate or the phrase soulmate, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's two words or one. Um, seems like one. One. They don't associate <laughs> this with it. They don't. No. They associate. Oh, I found my soulmate. Yeah. Yeah. Happily ever after. Yep. Roll the credits. Yep. Um, you cue the music, yep. and they don't think about. I. I mean, I've never really associated soulmate with tough love, learning lessons. Yeah. Um, you know, difficult growth. Yeah. And things like that. And I. I guess the lesson here is. You know, being able to identify someone who is a soulmate and then also understanding what is the lesson that you're supposed to be taking from each other Mm -hmm. in this particular life, even though it might not be starting a family. And that sucks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, and it hurts. It hurts. But pain is delicious. And I know how that sounds. (laughs) I actually said it to Sarah. Sarah said to me. She goes, you're like me. You love pain. And I said, pain is delicious. And I was like, whoa. And, and, and to, to like clear that up, I'm not looking for pain, but man, I'm here to grow. I'm here to like. That's where opportunity lies. Yeah. And I do love to that's hurt. Oh, pain God. Pain is delicious because that's where the sugar is. is ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, but I have a lot of Scorpio too and I'm Sag, so I bounce back from pain. So I think I have a, I have an advantage with hurting. Like I want, and Sag is like the, the seeker of knowledge. So, and you, your moon is Sag. So like you really, but cancer, uh, hurting is hard on a cancer, but like pain is when we're in pain, we're like in another realm in a way we're open, we're hurting, we're a festering sore that's just like sucking things up that can make a oh God, this is getting gross, can feel like an infection. But like you do whatever you got to with that stuff, you process it and you grow from it. And sometimes you make real big, stupid decisions when you're in pain, but even the stupid decisions lead to growth. That's why I'm, I wrecked my credit. Did that on purpose. Just kidding. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wonder what the difference between like putting it all out there and crossing boundaries. Yeah. That's a difficult dance. And it's hard too because here I am and I'm like, oh yeah, I could, I loved, I loved that. I love, I have love in my heart for both of the two guys I just met. Not, I'm not in love and I don't think I was ever in love with the first one who lives here. Um, but I love him. I really, really love him. He's, I watched a movie that he told me to watch on the plane, that movie, um, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which is a really good movie. It's great, but I don't know a lot of straight men who would, who would love that movie. And after I watched it, I was like, wow, I really love that about him, that he loved this movie, the, that he like loves cats, that he's this kind of guy. Like, I really love these things about him. Um, he's also not on my level. Doesn't matter. My level is something I worked for. And, and I think, too, some lifetimes aren't meant to be the lifetime where you have children and a family. I don't think that's what's going to fulfill a lot of people, even though they think it will. And they, and they will heal through that, through children. I think children are like one of the best tools for healing if done properly. But I think some lifetimes are just preparing you to be better at having children, if that's really what you want. Or a partnership, and or a partnership. But some lifetimes we're not meant to be in a great, solid partnership. We can go through them. And I think, too, for the most part, too, soulmates are often who we end up with when we're comfortable in a relationship. Hmm. Well, I shouldn't say that. They're all kinds of different relationships. Well, they're, they're, yeah, for sure. I don't, 
I think it's a fool's game to try to like pinpoint a number. Yeah. Uh, of of soulmates because I mean, but that's that's where my brain goes. Yeah. Like now I'm like cycling through, and because there are, I I don't know if I've said this before or not on here, but um, you know, all all the podcasting blends together at some point. Mm-hmm. But there's, I I mean, I can sit here and like I can cycle through my past and even my somewhat recent past in the last, let's say, eight years or even 15 years, where I'm just like, holy shit, that woman was incredible. Yeah. Uh, oh, you f- like, what happened there? Oh, shit, that, that woman was incredible. Like, incredible after incredible after. Yeah. You know, so, like, when it comes to being, like, I think I mentioned earlier, like, that sense of, like, bringing a sense of, not entitlement, but I guess maybe it is, to, like, oh, well, I'm going to meet another incredible woman. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, like, an attitude that I had when I was younger, yeah. where it was like, well, it doesn't work out with this incredible woman. It doesn't matter because guess what? Like a month from now, I'm going to be talking to another incredible woman. That's the right and attitude though. That is the right attitude when you have the right foundation of it. Yeah. As opposed to like looking at them as like resources or something that you yes. could just have or take or want or, or things yep. like that. But like, but in reality, it is true that there are billions of incredible women yeah. on the planet. There's billions of incredible just people in general. Yeah. And it's just a question of understanding worth of a person and like of yourself first, yeah. I guess. But I really love um, Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Have you ever gotten into that? Have you ever listened to the music? Or I have not, but um, the I do. Great. That, I'm glad you reminded me of that because that was something about six years ago, roughly, I don't know the exact time where I was like, I, I have to check this out. Ugh. Like something came up where I was like, oh, I need to check Oh my check God, this you'll out. love it. You'll love it. My really good friend, um, Chuck, he just had a birthday. Um, he's married to a Gemini. They're, they're incredible. They're two of my favorite people and I just started like texting with them the other day after years, but they're Geminis with the same birthday a year apart and um, I remember I saw it in the theater with Chuck because Natalie was on tour. She's a phenomenal Broadway actress. She's just understudying um, Satine and Moulin Rouge right now. No big deal. I really want to go back and see her do it. Um, But I saw it with him in the theater. And um, I think it was right after 9-11 it came out. I don't remember. It was around that time. And at the end of the movie, he was weeping so hard. And I just looked over at him and I think that that was like, like I always think back on that, how much I loved him in that moment to see this straight Gemini bawling over Hedvig. And I was like, that's the right thing to be doing. That's he's doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good though. The movie too is about, well the movie, the show, but the movie gets to go deeper than the, because the show's like a one person show. Um, But in the film, um, John Cameron Mitchell, who I just love. So like, that's a gift. John Cameron Mitchell's a gift. I tried to watch girls just because he was in it. And I'm, I'm maybe not the right age for, no, I have a lot of opinions about girls. Somebody tried to tell me one time I didn't like girls cause I'm jealous of Lena Dunham. And I was like, dude, if, if that were the case, I would hate 30 rock. I would hate the OA. I would hate, um, flea bag those things i worship and jealousy doesn't even come into play like i just think i don't i have a lot of opinions these don't matter right now but hedvig and the angry inch john cameron mitchell does this thing where um his character hedvig is sort of obsessed and fixated on someone that she for sure built and made and these are soulmates this is i think it's like one of the best examples of fucking soulmates and how hard it is sometimes to be with your soulmate even in this capacity 
Um, but by the end of the story, it's sort of like about, no, it's not about, oh my God, the, the song, um, when the earth was still flat, whatever. Oh God, what is it? The origin of love. The origin of love is a song about how we are, they, the, they believe, and there's a lot of Greek mythology in it. The gods split us in half and then we spend our whole life. With lifetime. Zeus's lightning bolt, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I mean, yep. I, I just, from knowing the mythology. Yeah. Like that. And then we look forever for our other half, but it's That's like, one of the coolest things. I me. love it. But the other the half, there's of, not one. There's, there's like a party of halves, but they're that not is halves. interesting. Quarters, no. Um, well, if you believe 16th. in like the multidimensionality of, uh-huh. of just existence as well, like there's, it's so fat. Like to me, like the visual image of Zeus splitting with the lightning bolt is probably one of the most beautiful, cool things yeah. ever. You got to watch uh, this movie, Ryan. You got to do it today. It's so seriously, and maybe that's the message that I'm giving you today, soulmate. Maybe this is it. Like you're supposed to be watching Hedvig. Probably other messages too. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when it comes to understand, I mean, I think you're a fortunate person if you are able to understand when someone in your life, currently, uh, multiple people are soulmates. Yeah. And I think I know from my perspective, you know, I'm I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, with the people in my life, like I mean, there's people. I mean, it's like almost an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, I feel the I've same got. way. And so, when it comes to like, you know, I don't really have a lot of woe is me kind of days. No, I mean, every once in a while, something like that will happen. But you know, at the end of the day, like, um, there's, I mean, it's like overflowing. Yeah. And so I can't, I can't ever really be upset about that. No. Well, and it never stops flowing. There's always somebody coming down the pike. I mean, my guy's coming soon. I'm like, I don't mind if he takes his time at this point. Honestly, I have so much going on. I'm like, well, guess I'll be fucking all day again. Like, like I mean, he's that guy. I better get some work done well, before I start just laying it down. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like, well, and also I'm like, I got to get back to the gym. Like I got back from vacation and my clothes fit. That's fine. That's an easy fix. Um, but I, I, I think when you tell yourself, and this, well, I know this. If you tell yourself, I'm going to die alone. Well, guess what? You just cursed yourself. Oh my God, I did accidentally curse someone recently. Oh, no. Accidentally, I, I was... But you have removed it since. Um, we'll work on that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's if you... <laughs> Okay. I curse. If you say you accidentally I was, curse someone, well, here's it seems like I was half awake. You would have I woke quickly up, removed. He, yeah. It. Well, here's the thing. I woke up after three <laughs> hours sleep, and and I'm and I'm figuring out my alcohol intake right now too. Like Sarah said, because I try to stay sober a week before any readings with people. Well, I do stay sober a week before readings with people, but then I was going full sobriety, and that fucking sucked. So I started drinking and it was so crazy. The day I started, I started drinking. I'm just drinking wine for the most part. I mean, occasionally a cocktail, but, um, and then I take three days off. But the day that I started drinking, I was like, email Sarah, email Sarah. And then I was like, no, don't bother her. You know what you can do. So I decided seven days, Sarah emailed me that day. And she said, um, you need to take three days off. In between, you need you need just three days off before a reading. So seven was excessive, and um, unlike my drinking, <laughs> who and, am I, the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> but then she also said, and I loved this, and I mean, you guys, whatever, John Ham, whatever, I don't know him, but she said to me, "You got to get your drinking 
uh, under control. Just not that I drink a lot, but I do have, I go back and forth with how much or should I be drinking at all? I don't, I, I'm really good. I drank a, oh, more than a bottle of wine the other night with Kim when we discovered I only intended to have two glasses, but then it's like, oh, you were fucking the same guy at me as me at the same time. That's in the dirty fucking sheets together. At least it was somebody I know. He never changed his sheets and that's fucking disgusting. That's, I don't care. I don't care about yeah. a lot of things like you can be seeing other people at the same time as long as it's a very clear understanding with the other people you're exchanging fluids with. But the not changing sheets in between, disgusting. That's a big no-no. Um, but anyway, I mean, that's just bad. That's bad for you. You're like in a dirty little fucking hole when you sleep. But um, anyway. Um, like it's. Uh, it's gross. It's customary to even change the sheets somewhat regularly when you're with the same person for yes. a long time. Yes. I mean, I couldn't imagine Butts not and doing that. Butts dicks and vaginas, all different ones rubbing on all sheets. All kinds of sweat. And what is this? Like a, a half-ass massage parlor? Like, no, I'm not here for this. But um, so uh, so I, I Sarah actually emailed me and she said, um, um, the guy who's coming in for you, he just got all this together. And you need to have it together too. And guys, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm just going to say when Brandy hung out with John Hamm, who had a major drinking problem and got it in check, he had just two beers that night. And Brandy was all about counting because they're both Pisces and Brandy knows what addiction looks like. But she was super impressed. And I mean, as someone who I think he did consider himself an alcoholic, but he did seek help for it. That dude just got it all in check. So, I don't know. Maybe it's John Hamm. No big deal. Maybe it is John Hamm. It's probably John Hamm. Well, Renee was well, telling me. Well, it is the summer. And the summer is the period when of... When hams come out and frolic. <laughs> look for new drinking buddies. Everybody wants to get their summer, the bo- their beach hands. body, and their, their pool body. Yeah. And there, there seems to be a sense of excitement, mm-hmm. uh, typically, when the summer rolls in. Because things are hot and yeah. fresh and more skin is around. More skin, yeah. I love LA. There's always so a lot of skin. There's always, there's always a lot of skin. Yeah, and, yeah. And even when there's not, there's a lot of yoga pants. A lot of so yoga. <laughs> non-stop yoga pants. Yoga are, pants, they're just skin. Yeah, they are just skin. They're just which, skin. I don't but like, like the flesh-colored ones. But I pants. think... That's weird. Those, are, those can really throw you for a loop. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I mean, I guess that's a nice way of saying it uh, for me as, yes. as a guy. Yeah, like, but there's it never runs out. I think that that's most important. And for a magic moment, I wanted to teach you guys how to just fucking bring in your soulmate. No dicking around. Bring in your soulmate. You got to first get your self-love up, which is that list that... Did you do the list, Ryan, the 120 things you love about yourself? Um, well, it's interesting because I had recently received different homework from her about oh that's right the thing i think you we talked, talked about, about that it. yeah and that's like a really fun one to do that one's good too i mean because then all of a sudden you just already feel like you've got you know now you're living this life that you have envisioned but yeah like you're in that mental space of it so you've already got it going on yeah it's true and that's that i mean there's different homework for me it was the list of 120 things i love about myself and i did that for a while and man that that worked it really filled a hole in my heart for like when when one of your parents doesn't love you, it fucks you up. It really does, whether you want it to or not. And because I because you're do. told your whole life that like oh a parent a parent has unconditional love yeah. for a child, 
Uh, it's just, it's science. It's built in biologically. Yeah. So if you're a child and you don't feel like you're getting that unconditional <clears throat> love, yeah. it's not that, oh, there's something wrong with a parent. It's like, no, there's something wrong with me. Yes, exactly. And also as an empath raised by a narcissist man, that was a real fucking mind trip. But I'm at a place now with it where I don't uh, hurt over it, but I have to keep it in check. Like I can, I don't want to lash out at my father when a when my partner takes the form of the man in my life like I don't because that's what can be in me sometimes is I will lash out harder at a man well I say that but it hasn't happened in a really long time maybe because I've been working on it but um that's I think why we have to heal our our relationship with our parents not I'll never work with him on it that's work I had to do for myself but the first work is loving yourself and I have an altar right now that's just like stunning and yeah there's some John Ham on that altar I don't care um, actually when Courtney came over for the reading I was like oh, I thought about taking all the John Ham down because it, it should freak people out but I don't care like I don't even care come in see all the John Ham and it's not that I am obsessed with a celebrity just to be clear for your own altar put up different pictures of people like with good hearts and hot asses, whatever inspires you to feel the feelings of love. It's a judgment-free zone. It's judgment-free. I mean, you're allowed to be deep and superficial simultaneously. Yes, and because uh, this is your dream person. This is your ideal soulmate. Call in what you most want. I I had to like put hotness on my list because I was like, mm, it doesn't really matter. But then it's like, no, bitch, this is your ideal soulmate. It does matter. Let's make him hot. Hot is great. Um. But I would say create an altar. Renee left this. I left my truck um, in front of their house yesterday in West Hollywood. And I took a car to the Arclight to see a movie with my friend. And um, oh, I was going to tell about the curse, too. Um, but because um, I, I was I'd been drinking all day. So I took a, a lift and then I took a lift back. And when I got back, she had put this sweet little note on the truck. I actually posted it to our Instagram today with the picture of Renee and me hanging out yesterday. Um and it just felt, it felt as good as when a man leaves, like a man, you're having sex with a man you love or a partner you love, woman, whatever. Um, it felt as good as that. And I was like, damn, that's a soulmate love. That's a soulmate love. But I put it on my altar and I have all these things right now on my altar, like so many weird little things that make me feel good about me. So number one is just raising yourself love. And Super important. Don't say mean things to yourself ever. And if you do, slap yourself across the face, dance it off, like whatever you got to do to to reject what you just said. If you, you find yourself said. saying mean things to yourself, hit yourself in the <laughs> face. I don't mean hard, but like <laughs> snap out of it. You know what I mean? Um, so that's number one. The other thing, and I've talked about this before, is making the list. You got to make the list of your ideal partner. And I give this homework to a lot of people and then they tell me they didn't do it. And it's like, all right, well, I don't know what you think is going to come down the pike. It's going to be a sloppy jumble of whatnot. It'll be a blank page, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And he'll have some stuff, but he's not going to be like, I was so specific with this list. And it was funny, too, because. Um, one of the times I saw Sarah, I knew that the ex was going to come back around and I said, I said, I, I don't believe it's him. Do you get any vibe? And she just kind of closed her eyes for a second. She goes, oh, he's not your list. And I was like, Oh, he's not my list. He's not at all my list, but okay. So the list you will love other people that don't fit this list, but this list is imperative and you put stars next to your deal breakers and it can be as many deal breakers or as few deal breakers as you want. Minor. When you say deal breakers, just to be specific, because okay. I think I had I had confusion on this in the past. You're not writing things you don't want this person to be or have. You're writing things that you want in your ideal partner, and you put a star by the things that 
like they must have these things. Yeah, as yeah. As opposed mine, to like, he, he's not an alcoholic. Yeah. Like that's not mine, what's on your list. You're saying positive on the yeah. list. In the last relationship I had, um, he just would kind of like abandon me at times where Thanksgiving, and that's because my impression is he went home to tough family times. He was hurting when he was home. Um, but he did not stand contact at all. Like barely, barely contacted me. My birthdays right before Christmas, barely hear from him more apart. And then I had to like brace myself when Christmas came around, like, well, I'm barely going to hear from him because he's going to be in his nightmare family situation. So that was hard on me. And on my list, my major deal breaker is he has to make me feel loved even when we're apart. All the time. Every day I need to feel his love, even if it's little. If he's hurting or having a bad day or something, that's different. But like even the communication. Yeah, of you're, him not, saying, you're not like a monster. You yeah, understand yeah, the like situation. If he suffers a major loss and he's hurting, just even communicating that to me makes me feel loved, which this guy d- could not do. Um, another deal breaker, and I am not budging on this. He's got to love my animals. He's got to be down with those animals. And, you know, it's it's going to suck. But I already did this and it didn't work for me. And I, I got too many animals. I'll, I'm the first to admit it. And we can, like, figure that out when he arrives. We're not getting rid of any of them. We're get, I have um, a cat is currently trying to kill a dog in my house. And she's, it's rude. One of the, also, yeah, Rue is turned Rue, on one of the dogs. Yep, Rue, this is going to sound crazy. I know what's happening. She is, in spite of having so many litter boxes and all of them being kept immaculate she is shitting where the dog can eat it and it's going to kill the dog's kidneys it's too much protein it's my it's dolly so it's this is so gross you guys trigger warning because i hope you're not eating a big thing that looks like dog diarrhea um but you shouldn't eat that anyway would that even be god i don't i don't want to know don't tell us um but this is what's happening every day rue is shitting somewhere where only Dolly can access it. And Dolly is the light of my life. And Rue has been really up in the jealousy lately. Um, so yeah, this is so gross. I wish I hadn't shared it. Oh, well, who cares, right? <laughs> so yeah, she's trying to kill Dolly. So the point is someone's got to be cool with all this happening. So now, yeah. So now it's <laughs> like, like, well, like, I, yeah, they got to be cool with this. And I keep the place immaculately clean, which is really not easy when you wake up to diary every day. So, okay. But back to soulmate manifestation. So sorry about that. I don't think I would have enjoyed that story, but it, there it was. Um, so you got to make this list and you got to read it every day. And if you feel unworthy of this list, if you're reading it and you're like, I'm never going to get this person, this deal, I'm not worthy of this deal breaker, go back to your first list and read the stuff that you love about yourself because you got to feel worthy and you are worthy. You're deserving of everything you want. And you came here wanting that because it's part of you. It's built into you. Get the basic math done before you move on to geometry. Yes. Or and now, physics or whatever. Yes. So it's like you have to have that fundamental Oh, foundation yeah. before you can move yep move forward and another big one that i i've probably mentioned before um and i'm i'm really keen on the sex magic lately i realized part of my my uh like my contract my life path um i am sex is such a powerful tool for me in general in this lifetime so my sex magic is like where all the power lies and my manifestation i've figured this out finally um I think orgasms are powerful. I think they're extra powerful for women because life comes from that same place. And our, and it's already been proven our orgasms are like a thousand times better than a man's orgasm. Sorry, guys. But it's also much harder to achieve these orgasms. Uh, you know, I chose this particular life just to try to have more empathy for the, the weakness of a man's orgasm. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a 
good. That's a good. Wouldn't that be the saddest slave contract ever? <laughs> and I was circumcised <laughs> on top of everything else oh. to even make it worse. Oh, I, I have such opi- strong opinions about circumcision. I think it's so fucked up. But anyway, we're. Getting I mean, off whatever. Track here. Okay, so you want to. Um, also, I will say real quick, I prefer the way an uncircumcised penis feels inside of my vagina. Okay, well, Just we to put that really out there. Didn't anyway, get back sorry, on track. Ryan. That was even further off track. <laughs> so, Let's so, get back on track. So, and by the way, so I'm going to add it to my list. Just kidding. I mean, who cares? Maybe I will. Um, so, um, super important. Um, oh my God. I just thought of something I need to ask him. Anyway, I'm still reeling about this whole. So make a list, check it twice. Check it twice. Now, here's when some magic comes in. I mean, that's all magic for sure. But when I did, I do this at all different times. But if you can do it, the three days up to the full moon, which will have passed by the time you listen to this. Because we are like prime full moon right now. Yeah. Oh, this moon is good. Oh, my God. I already told you, right? It's in Sagittarius. So you need to go wild. strawberry moon tonight. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm really excited about tonight because... My last really intense meditation was on the last full moon. Oh yeah. And so Wait, is it full tonight or tomorrow? It's well, it's technically full for three nights. What? It was full last night, technically. Oh my god. It was like ninety six point seven percent last night. I got some sex so it's like, magic in to do. Yeah, and so it's like different people have different but different it looked people full. in different parts it of the globe. Full last night. Are different. I, I, like According to my moon app right now, it's 99.8% currently right now. Damn, I'm so glad we're recording on this big and fucking moon. And so it's moon. 99.7 tomorrow. I'm swearing so much. I'm just full of all kinds of um, salt and vinegar today. So, um, okay, so you guys are going to listen to this after the moon, but it doesn't matter. Also, a full moon, you know, you're going to be all charged up from the moon anyway. So just do it. Start tonight. Do it all the time. I have found, here's a great story. Um I, my brother had a super hot Leo firefighter friend, mega hot. And he was really sweet and shy and bashful with me. And we had a crush on each other, but I couldn't get him to make a move. So this was back. I did manipulative magic when I was younger, just cause you don't, you, you don't know about space or that, you know, you haven't learned that stuff yet. And, um, and I also, I mean, I'm not going to judge you. You can tell me you're doing manipulative magic. That's you. That's you're taking on the karma of that. Maybe you're not. Who knows? Who cares? You do what you got to do. But I did manipulate this man, and he loved it, I will say. So <laughs> this I is, did this spell. By the way, this is a very unbiased uh, recording <laughs> this of the situation. A very, you did manipulative magic. I did. And he loved he it. He loved it. Oh, my God. This sounds Just like. Just ask me, and I'll tell he, you. He was asking for it. That's what it sounds like. I'm not saying that. He was not asking for it. But it, I felt like, well, he just needs encouragement. And I'll tell you what. It, he did. Um, so I, I remember I got... Now, I really like the little, if you're going to, oh God, okay, this is not going to fuck, fuck up my karma. If you like to manipulate people with magic, um, that's cool. We'll talk about that because that's a form of magic. Not that I do it, but you want to get a candle shaped like the, the gender of the person. If they are, if they're not doing a gender, great. You just, you do whatever candle feels most like them. Um, and you want to do pink mark into or the red. candle with a, like a butter knife or something or any kind I of knife. mark with something my, that is significant of yeah that person. yeah I usually do their name or um, if I'm not doing usually I haven't done this in a while but if I'm not I I will do like I'll open it to a lot of different people whenever I do do this so it's not manipulative and I get like the best one coming in um, if if and that's what I would recommend I would say do it to a bunch of people so what do you want you want love you want sex you want whatever word and I also I'll take a moment and I'll have them show me a word when I do readings for people 
um, I, I always have them send their guides to me. And then before the reading, I meditate and say, okay, guides, show me what do they want? And they show me colors of the candle. I carve their name or sometimes a word before they call, be like, oh, career. Like I'll know what they're coming with at me with, but, um, carve the word into this candle. Now you can do a lot of weird stuff because this is your ritual. You make it your own. I like to, uh, masturbate while the candle burns. And I do this for three nights. Um, you burn the candle. I usually do like about an hour of magic the first two nights where I'll burn the candle. Um, I'll dance a little. I have very specific music that I use for my magic. And then I masturbate right in front of my altar. But you don't orgasm. The first two nights, you get right up on it and then you blue balls yourself. You stop. And then instead of orgasming, you send your wish out. You send your wish out and you're and you're going to really have a lot to send in that moment. Because now where the orgasm is going to come out, it comes out in your intention. The third night, burn the candle all the way down, dance, sing, get real full-blown pagan. And that's when you have your orgasm. And with that orgasm, I mean, you scream their name. You go fucking nuts because now you imagine them there with you. This magic is really, this is, I mean... Yes, sure. If you're working your soulmate list and your um, self-love list, you're going to call on your best person doing this magic. You can do this magic for a job. You can orgasm and shout the name of the person who's going to interview you or has interviewed you and it's going to they're going to it's going to resonate with them. Sex magic is great for love, but sex magic is great for everything. So, that one is my favorite, I think, the masturbation. Also though, anytime you masturbate, masturbate to something you want masturbate to someone you want which I don't have to tell you to do I'm sure everybody's doing that and scream their name when you orgasm and that is sending and do it with the intent of bringing them in and it works it works like I've oh then this was the story I was gonna tell you guys the, the I did this to this hot firefighter I I was washing my hands you know as you should also do after you masturbate washing my hands when the phone rang and he called me he called me moments after the third night when I had an orgasm. That's called a good return. That's a great return. That night, he took me out. We went to the movies and we went to the beach. But he couldn't touch me. He was too scared. But anyway, after that, I was like, eh. Well, yeah, you were like a nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. T- and, and here's a story I just told Renee about manifesting. Wait, hold on one second. The, I, I worked at the Pier Hotel years ago. I was temping. And um, I ended up... Um, and it, the Pierre Hotel is like on Central Park. It's this really nice hotel. While I was there, uh, it, this was like right around the time too, Mick Jagger and Elizabeth Hurley had just had sex in his room and she was leaving the next day, Walk of Shame, and everybody was freaking out about it. And it was so exciting. Um, so Mick Jagger had just fucked a supermodel in the hotel and it was just feeling really powerful. And there was this meeting where I had to take notes and um, it was always so boring. And I sat there and I was taking notes and they're talking about catering and bullshit. And um, there was a super hot concierge. And I think he was Italian. He was something very foreign and, and sexy. And he was just like tall and kind of had like a gregarious Spock vibe, which is definitely one of my types. And during this meeting, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I can't look at my phone. Can't look at my computer. It's so boring. And I was like, oh. I'll make what's his name kiss me, which like just popped into my head. Never did this before. And so I'm sitting across the table from him and I'm like focusing super hard on him. And I'm like, I'm like, kiss what, me, are you like glaring me. at him? Yeah, a little bit. And at one point 
he got like jarred, like, like a shock. And he looked at me and I looked away and I was like, it's working. So then I just sat there looking down at my notepad and willing it that day. There were, um, there was like a cafeteria underneath. It's a really nice hotel, super freaking ridiculous. And they had, um, you know, like where the staff would get dressed or whatever, like where people would, um, eat. And I, uh, I'm walking up the stairs in these weird little hallways that are like dark and small and he's coming down the stairs and he sees me and he's like, Oh, Angela grabbed me, pushed me against the wall and kissed me. And I was like, Holy shit. I'm magic. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, um, I, and this was way before I knew about manifestation. This was just, I, or I did obviously, cause I'd done something before, you know, I'd obviously figured out I could do this if I tried or knew I could do this if I tried. So do that sometimes. I mean, just sit and I, it was like a meditation. I wasn't, th- I wasn't listening to this boring ass meeting, but I was so young then too. And, and I think if people really cycle back through uh-huh. the files of their mind, they can think about times where they've done this maybe yeah, and, and, and haven't even really realized they were doing it. Yeah. I can definitely think of a couple times. Oh yeah. Well, you, for me where Renee I'm like, talking... Oh, I made that shit. I'm like, yeah. I so made that shit happen. We both think you are absolutely psychic and it's like, but it's your, all your stuff is like everywhere. And I know that you feel that way too, like kind of scattered, like all your stuff is like all around you. And if you, and you're already doing this work, but like if you, bring it in and focus it through, you know, like the Bryce Dallas Howard third eye thing that I saw, like that's your stuff is there. And you, even that night that you came over and we pulled those cards, we pulled the same cards. I actually have to confront my pendulum. That's something we'll talk about next time. I got, I got somebody. Yeah. And I was, uh, my cards were really being pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, when I was in the woods. Yeah. I'll bet. Um, for those five days and five nights, uh, the deck oh, God, was so the deck was really kind of the deck was really going wild in a way that I was like, oh, this is like some next level shit on yeah. this deck. Um, but yeah, okay, so cool. So yeah, get out there and you know f- you know find your best self and then you know find your best partner. Yeah, you guys bring them in. We're they're your soulmates. You got shithead soulmates. You got trash can soulmates. But you guys are here to work together, <laughs> and then. You got to just kind of dig through the trash. I just imagine like, you know, find your brandies, like find if you your go John to the Hams. soulmate section of the store. <laughs> oh my God. I just met another person. My, uh, so I just got connected with this really crazy group of women, very successful. It's like a marketing group and I'm going to a full moon circle with them tomorrow night. But, um, the super cool, my new cool influencer, best friend, um, she has brandies, um, uh, rising sun and moon. And I was like, God, I love you. What's up with you? And she loves me. And I, and cause for a while I was like, well, Brandon and I are soulmates, but now I'm like, Nope, that's the combo. And that's the John Hamm planets too. So pay attention to who's resonating. I always thought this Aquarius who fucked me up in college was like the one who got away. I can't stand the idea of being with an Aquarius again. I love Aquarius as his friends, but like now that I've I've evolved. I mean, we're wrong sometimes, obviously. But now that I've evolved, I'm like, I don't even know what sign my soulmate is. My my best soulmate. I don't even know because I Sag does well with lots of them. Just open your mind. I mean, it's uh, but also put your deal breakers down, but open your mind because oh, and the list, it only has to be 75% of what you write down. Like I put things on there. I put non-smoker, no facial hair, 
I don't care if that if that supreme being shows up and non-smokers probably on most people's list now yeah and you know for for i think decent reason yeah right um because i mean as someone who has struggled with nicotine addiction on and off since i was you know 12 11 12 years old Mm -hmm. you know so 30 years um it's uh i mean i'm done i don't i currently am not i'm i'm a non-smoker yeah um but the uh yeah i couldn't date like I couldn't be with someone who was a smoker. Like if my relationship, well, like make the, other, you the smoke, person in my relationship it? couldn't be a smoker. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would. Yes, I would. Sm- I'm. My ho- entire life, I've looked for any reason to be destructive. Ooh. When it comes, when it comes to, when it comes to addictive substances. Yeah. I honestly can't believe I didn't start smoking or doing or whatever after woods. this last trip but um i did buy a bottle of buffalo trace because i was like well I, i'll i have to fall asleep whoa and so that was the way i fell asleep the first night my first night back you were sleeping in the actual woods like in a w- tent no well we, we can talk about that okay the well it sounds scarier than no tent <laughs> no i was not i was not allowed to sleep in the tent what <laughs> Which Should they call you Reek and make you stay outside which was, the tent? No, no. I mean, like, for safety reasons, I was never allowed to set up the tent in the first place. Really? Yeah. So uh, there's a cliffhanger for everybody. Whoa. So we just want you to remember that this shit is real. And you know what? Sometimes when it comes to the world of the paranormal, I'm better off not knowing this shit's Oh, real. my God. Because sometimes it'll make our minds explode to yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to believe something intellectually. It's another thing to experience it. We can talk about that next time. Uh, you guys have been great. This is where the magic happens.com. You can find us on Instagram at Rising and at Lovable. Um, we're also Magic Moment on Twitter, yeah. uh, where magic happens on Instagram. Leave us uh, iTunes review and iTunes review, and I, and I you keep get, you guys on my altar now. Yeah. Everybody goes in my little altar jar. I got to post And boy, do really I have cute. a story to tell you about uh, altar thing. Ooh. Holy shit. Damn, you guys, next week is going to be It's like be the craziest so thing I've ever fucking seen. Next week is going to be so tight. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say the craziest. It is added to the list of the crazy shit that happened. But, uh... But you're going to love this. I mean, the most powerful witch I've ever been around in my ah, entire life. We got to get her on the show. Maybe she will. Maybe she will. Ooh.